Welcome to the WP Builds Podcast, bringing you the latest news from the WordPress community. Now, welcome your hosts, David Wormsley and Nathan Wrigley. Hello there and welcome once again to the WP Builds Podcast. You've reached episode number 354, entitled How GradeSuite is Tackling Website Accessibility. It was published on Thursday, the 14th of December, 2023. My name's Nathan Wrigley, and I'll be joined in a few moments by Anne and Jacob. More on that later, but they're going to be talking to us about GradeSuite. But before then, a few bits of housekeeping. The first thing to say is that if you didn't listen to the previous episode, which was episode 353, entitled Bye Bye, I have a bit of sad news. David Wormsley is no longer going to be joining me on a fortnightly basis on the WP Builds podcast. He's decided that it's time for him to move away from WordPress. But wait, hold fire. We recorded our last episode a few weeks back now, and it wasn't long before David was emailing me saying he wants to do another podcast all about websites, but not about WordPress. And so we're going to be starting a new show. So it's kind of bye-bye, but not bye-bye. I've got this idea that I'm going to actually plummet into the WP Builds feed for a few weeks, maybe three, four, five, six weeks, something like that. So you can get some idea of what that podcast will be like. So although it's bye-bye to David, it's kind of not. We're going to be having a brand new podcast. It's going to be all about website development, but more about standards-based building of websites. We're going to be thinking about the W3C and doing things with CSS and HTML rather than a CMS. But fear not, WP Builds will carry on. I've got some lovely new plans for the new year. So stay tuned. It's just changing a little bit, but everything, broadly speaking, will be carrying on as normal. If you've got any comments about that, I'd love to hear them. You can head over to this post, go to wpbuilds.com, search for episode number 354 and give us a comment there. I'm actually going to be taking a couple of weeks off. This is the last episode until the new year. So we'll be back in 2024. If memory serves, I think the first episode will be back in January, on January the 4th. I think that is Thursday, January the 4th. But yeah, hopefully you understand the fact that I, like you, would like to have a little bit of a holiday as well. By the way, if you're into what WP Builds do, we're doing a load of new live shows. You can find everything that we're doing live over at wpbuilds.com forward slash schedule. There's a calendar there and you can add the shows that we're doing to your calendar of choice. If you just click on the event, there's a little section at the bottom of the modal that pops up and you can add those bits and pieces to your calendar, be that Apple or Google or whatever it may be. We're doing currently webinars. We've got a webinar all about Wondersuite. We're doing a live show with Pete Chineri. We're doing a live show with Sabrina Zidane. There's all sorts coming up. So yeah, wpbuilds.com forward slash schedule. Also, we had some awards announcing this week, and I'd like to say thank you very much to everybody that voted for us. We picked up an award in the WP Awards. Greatly appreciated. I hope that if you voted for us, you are satisfied with all the other choices that you made as well. Thanks so much. The WP Builds podcast is brought to you today by Omnisend. 
OmniSend, the top-rated email and SMS marketing platform for WordPress. More than 100,000 merchants use OmniSend every day to grow their audience and sales. Ready to start building campaigns that really sell? You can find out more at www.omnisend.com. And by GoDaddy Pro. GoDaddy Pro, the home of managed WordPress hosting that includes free domain, SSL, and 24-7 support. Bundle that with The Hub by GoDaddy Pro to unlock more free benefits to manage multiple sites in one place, invoice clients, and get 30% off new purchases. You can find out more at go.me forward slash WP builds. And sincere thanks go to GoDaddy Pro and OmniSend for helping keep the lights on at WP Builds. If, like them, you fancy supporting the podcast and keeping the lights on, head over to wpbuilds.com forward slash advertise, and we would love to have you, your product, or your service on the show. Okay, what have we got for you this week? Well, we've got Jacob Trost and Anne Bovelet, both of them representing Grade Suite. Grade Suite is a gigantic and very impressive suite of things that you can do on your WordPress website. You may be familiar with them with their block suite, but there is so much more to what they do. They really do have a suite which encompasses almost every point that you might like to touch on your website. And so we explore that, but specifically we explore their suite of products from an accessibility point of view. We delve into what it is that they've been doing recently with Anne's help to make their products more accessible. And I have to say, it's rather a lot. So if you're into Grade Suite, if you've never heard of Grade Suite, but if you're into accessibility, this episode will be of interest to you. And I hope that you enjoy it. I am joined on the podcast today by Jacob Trost and Anne Bovelet. How are you both doing? Oh, I'm doing great. Thank you. Thank you for having us. Yeah. Yeah, me too. Absolutely fabulous. Oh, lovely. Well, we've got you on the podcast today. We're going to be talking about, well, one thing, but in two different ways. The, the real enterprise of the podcast, I think, is to talk about accessibility, but we're going to do that via the, the interface of a, of a product which uh, Jacob has been working on for a long time. And I know that Anne has joined forces with Jacob to, in air quotes, improve that product from an accessibility point of view. Uh, before we get into that, let's just have a quick, quick two second, five second, 10 second, something like that bio from both of you so that we both so that all of us know who you are. So let's go to Jacob first. Just tell us a little bit about yourself and the company that you have built. Uh, two seconds uh, is probably <laughs> ambitious, but yeah, I'll make it quick. Uh, yeah, I'm Jacob. Uh, I studied interface design in Nuremberg and, and I've been working in the WordPress world for several years now and actually been working at Grade for four and a half years now. And yeah, we built the Grade Suite, which is a product. Yeah, we, we will discuss that later. But yeah, that's that's pretty much what I'm doing. Thank you. Well, um, I'm Anne, originally from the Netherlands, something you can hear in my, um, in my accent, obviously. Um, I started creating websites a whopping 25 years ago. And only three and a half years ago, I discovered that I didn't know anything about accessibility. I was that person that knew alt text. Yes, you have alt text. You have to do that. Headings should be in order. But that was it. And then I read this very emotional tweet from someone saying that her father was deeply saddened by the fact that he's, as a blind person, he can't navigate the web on his own. And then she said, if you are now wondering if your wife 
if your website is accessible, then it's definitely not. And that hit me so hard. And then I found this is my passion. This is what I'm going to get into. This unites everything I've dealt with in the past years. Websites, design, content, HTML and CSS, and, and a little bit of scripting, but mainly HTML and CSS. And uh, a great love of community and people and to motivate people to do good and still make money. Nice, nice, nice. Well, thank you for that. We now have an intuition on both of you, both your roles and what you do. Um, let's turn our attention to to Grade Suite. So first of all, it's a it's a it, an interesting spelling. If you are you know if you're a native English speaker, you're probably imagining that this is G R E Y E D. Well, it's not. Uh, it's G R E Y. Skip the e, so just straight to the d. G R E Y D. The URL is grade dot de. Go and maybe pause the podcast there. Go and have a poke around, and you'll get an intuition as to what the product is and what it does. But Jacob, I'm going to hand this one to you. Feel free to promote, pick the best bits. What's the UVP? What is the thing that Grade Suite is? Let's get into that. Oh yeah, thank you very much. Uh, Grade Suite does a lot of things. So we start off making the block editor more professional and actually suitable for professional websites. So what we're trying to achieve is that you are able to build professional websites inside the block editor. So we totally focus on the block editor and we use it to make it more usable for professional websites. But that's not really that special. Um, but we're more focused on building a dynamic infrastructure and really having a, a architecture for not only building one website, but building hundreds of websites. Because as an agency, as a WordPress professional, you should think about optimizing your time, not building one website and throw it away and build the other one from scratch. But more of if you're building hundreds of websites a year, a month, whatever, if you're a larger agency, you could think about how can I optimize this process to build uh, the hundredth website um, in a more efficient way that I can reuse everything I've did before, I've done before, and I can reiterate that process. And that's what we're trying to do. And we're trying to solve that with Gravesie. Are you squarely then in the agency stroke enterprise space where kind of reusing stuff or would you say that there's utility for grade suite if you're just building your own site or just a handful of sites a year, something like that? Is it still useful in that in that regard or is your product more aligned to rinse and repeat, repeating, repeating, repeating? No, definitely, definitely usable as well. If you're just a small freelancer, I mean, uh, most of our customers, just from a size perspective, most of the customers we have are freelancers, but they think about how can I'm at the end of the day, I want to make money and I want to make more money um, with my time. And they think about that and they want to use the block editor. Obviously, the block editor comes in handy um, and we extend the block editor and think about that. And we, how we are doing that is by, um, for example, separating design and layout and content in different assets. So everything inside your website can be stripped down to an asset, to a wireframe pretty much. And then the design just wraps around it and you fill in the content later on. And we think about that, and that is actually suitable for a freelancer as well. So because of the block editor and because everybody can use the block editor and a lot of people are now actually uh, using the block editor and are, are aware of it and its features, we are able to, to uh, even, even target freelancers as well. And a lot of freelancers come to us and say, okay, the block editor is not, yeah, I like it, but it's not quite there. Um, how can I use it to build this and this and this? And we show them and we extend it and have a lot of functionalities inside our product. And then, but then 
afterwards you think about, okay, and now I need to reuse it and re reiterate that process. I've got that an intuition that many people that have heard of GradeSuite would, would liken it to a suite of blocks. So they're thinking, well, you can think of the commercial rivals that GradeSuite has. There's a whole bunch of them, but you, know, you, you download that package and you get a bunch of blocks, maybe some templates and things, but you are doing a boatload more than that. Um, mm -hmm. Go to the go to the website, and you'll see right off the bat. I mean, it starts with you know all WordPress one suite, and you can keep scrolling, and you get to the the visual builder, and this stuff is all very familiar: global styles, full site editing, all of that sort of stuff. But then yeah, we get to the template library again. You know, we've seen that before. But wait, dear listener, forms. What the heck? Um, so now we're doing forms, but then if we keep scrolling, we get to the grade hub, which I guess speaks massively to what you were just saying, where you can, I'm guessing, store all of your assets. I'm still scrolling. Grade pop-up, so you take care of that as well. User management, good grief. Um, and global content, that's where I'm going to end off. So the promise is much more than a suite of blocks, and I, I really just wanted to make that point. You really are doing a lot more heavy lifting, and... The bit that's curious to me here is this hub piece. Could you explain more about what that is? Yeah, you described it actually perfectly because we start off giving you blocks, but then we take care of the entire process around. So our philosophy is more of we give you everything you need for a professional website, but of course you can extend and make, make it even crazier. Um, so we give you pop-ups, we give you post types, we give you uh, custom fields, we give you... Uh, forums, for example, and we give you management tools like the hub. The hub is, um, so usually we, most of our agency customers work on multi-sites or some different multi-sites, multiple multi-sites. I mean, we can discuss about that for hours. Um, but um, the hub is an interface that lets you administrate and manage all your websites. So you can see all the websites from one page. They don't even have to be on one place. They can be on different servers, different WordPress installations. And you can um, migrate them, download them, make backups, update them, whatever you want. And download the design, download the content on its own, whatever you want. And yeah, that's just a good example of what we do for you as an agency to even manage all those. Be because if you build hundreds of websites and you want to make that more efficient, you have to kind of keep track of them and kind of like, yeah, manage them because there will be an update and there will be something that you need to fix in the future or need to... Uh, build up on top of it. So yeah, we keep track of that as well and build the hub. That's just a good example of a feature that we deliver as well. Yeah. And you threw in something that I forgot, which is you handle custom post types as well, which is, which is another piece of heavy lifting. It kind of feels to me as if you're, you're basically rolling up into one product. And I, I don't know if the pricing reflects it as one product. We can get to that in a moment, but the intention here is what do you have on a website? Well, you've got pages. Well, we've got we've got blocks to make those pages. What do you also need? You need form. Okay, we're going to take care of that. What do you typically need? Probably some kind of custom post type to handle fields and data and display and all that. We're going to take care of that. Um, what if you've got more than one site? Well, we've got the hub for you. So really, it's kind of grade suite trying to do all the things that a typical website might do. I don't know if there's somebody else doing as much of this. Maybe there is, but no. I haven't come across them. So firstly, bravo, bravo no. for that. And, uh, you know, how how easy is it to keep all of these balls, these plates being spun at the same time? Are you managing to push the boundaries of each of these things? Or is it, you know, is it you work on one thing for a few months and then move on to something else and concentrate on that? 
I mean, um, when you come to the hub, for example, or post types or custom fields, those those features in its own are pretty much pretty much finished. Um, when you come, because we think of okay, we we give you everything you need as a starting point. I mean, every time you build a professional website, you kind of have to use custom fields and custom post types at some point. So we always need that. So we give it to you. But if you need a more advanced version of this, obviously. ACF is a wonderful tool, for example. And um, you can also always go ahead and use ACF for that. But we deliver you as a starting point with everything you basically need. So you don't really have to rely on that many plugins anymore. And we have a lot of opportunities to really fuse them into other features and fuse them into the blocks and fuse them into core blocks and then reuse them to iterate. Um, and that's, that's one of the philosophy, philosophies, um, we have. Um, so now I, Kind of lost track of your question. Can you repeat it again? Well, really, it was. Um, so, firstly, you did answer the question in in the majority, but it was whether or not you you had to concentrate on one of these different things. So, you've got post types, you've got uh, blocks, you've got forms, and all of these. Do you do you work for a little bit of time on one and and then go back to another project? How do you keep the whole thing going forwards? Because I can imagine you could do Monday forms, Tuesday blocks, Wednesday the hub, and uh, you know, yeah, we goes. have a lot of features that integrate or new uh, feature requests that integrate with a lot of these functionalities. But at the end of the day, we, yeah, you have to keep track of all of those. But every team member has kind of their strengths and weaknesses. So there are team members that don't know a lot about forms, but not necessarily about pop-ups or the hub or whatever. And, and so every team member kind of has their strengths and weaknesses. But when it comes to staying up to date and yeah, developing on those features, actually... Our own features are not the problem. The The most challenging thing is keeping up with the block editor and making sure that nothing breaks and um, everything is always compatible and uses the latest features and the core releases. And that is like one hell of a <laughs> yeah. challenge, to yeah. be honest. Oh, yeah. It's hard even just keeping up the talk about it, let alone keeping up with the code behind it. But it does seem that you offer a fairly robust wraparound solution for anybody who wants to build a website and doesn't want to get involved in buying a license for this thing over here. And buying a license for this thing over here. You've just got all of that wrapped up into one. D silly question, I know, but why, where does this word grade come from? G-R-E-Y-D, what's that all about? So actually, um, our founders of the company, they founded, before that, they had the web agency, pretty classic web agency, and it was called in German, Büro von Grau, which means like office of great, uh, like the color great. Uh, great. Um, and from this color gray, then, okay, we want to build a great product, product, uh, product. So G R E A T. So a great product. And then, okay, let's make gray and great a word and then like make it a bit crazy. And yeah, that's pretty much <laughs> got it. And one of the co, okay, one of yeah. the co-founders actually called like vice board, which means like white bread. So white and black means gray. And that's like, that's what led, led into the name. And that's what it where it came from. Oh, thank you. Yeah, thank you for, for humoring me on that. That was not necessarily a pertinent question, but nevertheless, how are you finding it, Jacob, in this marketplace? Because it does feel, I know you've got, as a company, you've got a lot going on there, but if, if we were to just focus in on the blocks piece, which is where you directly compete with a lot of other companies. Yes. How How is that, getting noticed and staying relevant in that in that marketplace? Because, you know, the, the emails drop into my inbox. I see people doing webinars all over the place about various different other things. Is it a difficult, increasingly difficult marketplace? Are you finding it interesting to keep your head above water and be noticed? Um, it is obviously challenging. I mean, in the first place, the the development and the the grow the growth of yeah 
popularity and with the blog editor kind of enabled us to go out there and spread the word about us as well. And now we see it from a perspective, obviously there are a lot of challenges now uh, around the business and extending the blog edit, which is why I, in like the second sentence, I mentioned that it's not that special to extend the blog editor and give more professional features. Because at the end of the day, we see the path that WordPress is going to be, at the end of the day, you can build, you have a page builder there. I mean, you, you can call it a page builder, cannot call it, can call it a content editor, site editor, it doesn't really matter at the end of the day. You can build pretty much every website with it. So I think this environment is challenging and obviously staying atop and getting the word out there is challenging, yes. Um, but at the end of the day, WordPress will at some point be, the site editor and blog editor will be that mature that you don't necessarily need us to build a website. You need us for some custom blocks maybe, but you can also use whatever is out there. Maybe you like this plugin more or that plugin more. Where we come in handy is more on the architectural stuff page. So we, yeah, obviously enhance some blocks, but at the end of the day, we separate content and layout and sync those across hundreds of pages and make them as a template and distribute it to your next page and build your next project on top of it. And that's where we think we have our biggest strength. And that is nothing we see, or at least so far, we, we don't see that many players doing this thinking about how can we make the process of building the 100th website more efficient. We see a lot of block extender. So, yeah. So the sweet spot really, I mean, you said you made it very clear that if you're a solopreneur and you're just doing one or two sites a year, there's still utility here. But a, a really, really use, useful use case for this is if you are doing significant amounts of work in the WordPress space, lots of websites, pull everything into the hub you can share the assets you can share the templates across all of those websites yeah and thereby save yourself a boatload of time yeah and you not necessarily have to create all those websites all the time like for example some of our big and biggest customers or like the agencies are our biggest customer and they have projects for example franchise systems out there they have hundreds of websites that they all need to be like kind of sing the design needs to be the same but the content needs to be the same in some places. Other things should be uh, should be independent locally and everything. So those are the use cases. And we see and hear a lot of enterprise use cases that actually really are in desperate need of those types of features. And that's where our biggest strength actually are in building this dynamic infrastructure and reusing sharing assets across sites. Okay, so um, dear listener, go and check it out. Grade.de, or you could probably just Google grade suite. So we have covered very quickly, but I think we did a, a reasonable job. We've covered what the product is and what the use cases for that are. But honestly, just go and check it out. You you will be quite surprised at the breadth and depth of what's on offer. I will just point out some unique pricing going on here. This is this is fascinating. So normally we get a, I don't know, one site per year license or you upgrade and you get five sites a year or something like that. No, no. No, no, not for you. Um, you get um, you get a monthly pricing model here, which is kind of interesting. So, yeah, ninety nine dollars will carry will do the normal one time payment. You get uh, one website, but then this is where it gets interesting. Uh, you you can pay sixty nine. It's euros, not dollars. Uh, that's what I'm looking at, at least anyway. Um, one site a month, and then you can step up and you can do three websites a month or unlimited websites a month. So you're keeping track in the back end there of projects that are launched then there must be, do you have some kind of um way of tracking like how many websites are launched do you have like a button which people have to press in order to go live or something what's how do you keep um, track of that 
Yeah, so um, you buy a license key, so you can start buying a single one and deliver a single website. And you can all, always have one of the subscription packages, which gives you a website a month, three websites a month, doesn't really matter. And um, usually you have a little watermark and you don't have all the features in the basic version. I mean, as soon as you don't have a license, you are um, stripped down in features and have a little watermark. And as soon as you want to go live, you want to get rid of that watermark, you want to make sure everything is connected and everything, then you include your license key and hit activate on that website. And yes, the license is linked to your URL, so to your machine, pretty much, um, you can call it. And yeah, those are limited in some kind of way. So once a month, three months, whatever. I'm going to have to check that out because I, I don't fully understand how that works, but I, I, we get it. We, we understand sort of what's going on, but the technicalities of that, I would have to have a poke around in the back end and yeah, have a play. At the end of the day, the license needs to be activated on uh -huh. your side. And in order to be activated on your side, we uh, keep track of the URL as well. So pretty much if you hit the button activate, you we get a uh, little, our server gets a little notification, okay, this key with this URL wants to be activated and then Okay, thank you very much. There's a there's an agency license as well uh, for 449 euros, and you can you check that all out at grade.suite uh, forward slash. Well, just go and click the bottom on pricing. Let's um let's bring Anne back into the conversation. Mm -hmm. Anne is here. Um, accessibility, as she said in her intro, is her great interest, her passion at this point. Anne, you've joined the the grade team. What why? What, 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 was there something that you noticed that they weren't doing at the time, or is this just well? A it's um, it's an interesting story actually because I was contacted by Thomas Koschwitz, the one of the founders, on LinkedIn, and he said, "I'm a designer from Munich, and I'd like to do some exchange stuff with you. And I see you do a lot of Elementor. I find that interesting. Let's talk." And I'm like, "Okay, I'm always up for ex for a good exchange." So. We did, and then he started showing me around Great Suite. My first response was, oh, gosh, no, that's the block editor. I, I am not into the block editor yet. I, I just didn't get the block editor because I was a typical page builder user because I thought, that's more efficient. I know how that goes. I can do that really fast. Um, but then he was showing me around in Great, great Suite, and within 10 minutes, my mind was blown because I love software that facil facilitates me to take on bigger projects, better projects, to grow, to spend less resources, to spend less time, to not have to install a gazillion plugins because it's all there. And then he showed me the way around the block editor. And the thing is, someone asked me, recently like are you all against page builders now and then i'm said no i'm for accessibility so i stopped thomas at some point because my i was like dancing inside and then i thought oh i'm going to be disappointed if i get a bad answer for this and i'm like thomas is the output of your product is that accessibility ready and he honestly said I don't know what you mean. And I found that so refreshing because oftentimes I get another response. You know, I'm, I'm a bit blown off. It's people don't know. It. And he's like, can you show me? So I made him tab around their own website created with great suite. And he said, I don't know where I am. And I said, yes, exactly. Because you said the outlines to a setting that it's not supposed to be. 
And then I gave him the $1 million talk that I always give, like why accessibility is important, but also why accessibility is important for your conversions and for your sales. Because you get a bigger audience. Simple as that. And so he uh, took that back to the office and he spoke to the team. And to make a real long story short, um, it became a, a digital love affair. And um, yeah, this year I joined them as their accessibility coach. So I'm guiding them. And um, I just love it because I sat down with Jacob and instead of getting a lot of resistance that I usually get, we were running through the site with a screen reader. And every time it got stuck, Jacob was like, oh, let me look in the inspector. Oh, that's oh, where it nice. gets stuck. Oh, nice. Oh, that. Oh, that's not so hard to solve. And yeah, it was actually it actually taught us a lot. Yeah. To be honest. And this is this is a dream to work with a team that is so open to this and so willing to work on this and has such a brain because, like I said, I am HTML CSS girl, but I'm not a hardcore developer and. Uh, Jacob sometimes has to put the brakes on me and says, you don't have to find us all the code and you just have to tell me it's getting stuck here and you need to use this or this area label or whatever or use another one. So that's that's a very uh, joyous job. And um, there's something I'd like to say because um, recently, some people said to me, oh, yeah, the site from, from grade is not uh, accessible yet, not fully. And I'm like, yeah, because they're working on the product first. They're doing it good for their customers. And now next comes their new website, which is going to be fully accessible. So that's great. We're working on that. So yeah. Sorry, I apologize. No, 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 go ahead. Ask no, 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 questions I was, because I otherwise say... I will never stop rambling. Oh, I see. You know? Okay, okay. Uh, in that case, I will uh, ask a question. Was this a question then of um, iterating back to them? You've obviously now joined forces and mm. this is an iterative process. There's not this, okay, it's 100% or nothing. It's let's do what we can. Let's take advice from Anne. Anne's going to keep looking, digging mm -hmm. in, finding the problems that we have have got and and then do them one at a time. So, you know, criticism where criticism is due, but not, look, it's not 100%, so it's not worth looking at. It's more, okay, we're going to work on this over time. It's always a work in progress. This is something a lot of people do not understand about accessibility because all they see is this wall of trouble coming towards them um, because this is something... Um, we inherited in the WordPress community, you know, it's a trauma actually, because we learn you can buy a theme and you can create a website, even if you don't know what you're doing, you know, you fill in the content and it's perfect. So we live in a all in one culture, which is, which is really sad because accessibility really proved that this is uh, represented in several disciplines. And just like Jacob said before, if it's technically accessible, which is the accessibility ready state that some themes get, you know, in, uh, in the repo, for example, it is still the user that has to be alert that he's or she is not making that site inaccessible again by either choosing the wrong colors, 
or or um, thinking like, oh, I really like this very tiny thin font because I'm 22 and I can see everything, uh, you know. Um, or, I know or, this problem. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> right. <laughs> Where are you? Yeah, <laughs> I'll just take my glasses off. <laughs> yeah, or these, or these, or these people who who think a lot of animation that looks really professional, which like chases off about 10% of your visitors and they don't have to be even be impaired. It's just irritating. So yeah. And then they asked me one day, what do you want? You've been helping us so much. What do you want? And I said, I have a dream. I dream of a plugin inside your product that if Anyone installs Great Suite, it's going to ask you, so what we're going to do today? WCAG level AA or WCAG level AAA? Or do you want a mix between both, AAA wherever we can? You know, we're still developing that. And that it's going to guide you because there's already the accessibility checker from Equalize Digital, which is fantastic for checking your content and helping you with that. Um, but if you are designing a website and you're dragging in a slider, that that plugin is going to tell you, oh my, you want to drag in a slider. Are you sure? Do you know there are alternatives to that? You could do this and this and this and this. And that was my dream. And that dream is coming true. They're <laughs> building nice. it. Yeah. This story could have had such a boring end if you'd said, oh, and they decided not to. <laughs> <laughs> I don't, I don't, I'm, you know, you know what, Nathan, a lot of people um, think I'm really fast in my brain, but I rarely um, recognize sarcasm. So I'm also not very good at sarcasm myself. <laughs> but I'm, I'm pleased about that. But let me just, let me just take you back on that journey. Yeah. Then. So, and when you were looking at their uh, product and you saw mm -hmm. the bits and pieces that needed to be done, and we can get into this plugin, which, um, you know, is going to prompt you for the, the WCAG 2.0. 2.0 or 3.0 um, guidelines and what have you. But if you were to be in, let's say that I go to GradeSuite mm -hmm. and as a customer, um, mm -hmm. okay, yes, there's the accessibility of their website, but let's just put that to one side for a moment. Let's imagine that I've bought the, the suite of plugins, I've downloaded them, I'm using them to build websites for me and other people. That's the bit that I think most mm -hmm. of the audience will care more about is what do yeah. i see so what are the what are the things that are going to become or are available to me in grade suite which potentially didn't exist until you got your uh way or get, gave your advice what are the kind of things that we're seeing what, what are the boxes what are the options that are in there now that that bring it towards accessibility <laughs> compliance i love this question because you shouldn't see those well do you know that i, I did want to frame the question that way but then i thought how would we? Uh, yeah, you should, so you should okay. Not see those Keep going because, on that on that then. Because accessibility should never be optional, and it's under the hood. You know, the accessibility readiness is something you do not get to influence as a user. This is what the the, the developers do, and there I know there is only one one thing in Great Suite currently, and this is because of backwards compatibility, and that doesn't need to change because we don't need to go nitpicking. It's um, uh, from the old days, the old text. I recently released a blog article about that where I wrote, Great Suite improved on old text. 
because for years, um, customers have asked Great Suite, um, man, our SEO people are yelling at us because we didn't make any alt text. Can you automate that for me? And it had been automated to uh, be the file name. And this is an honest. This is. I mean, this the the, the the last fallback is the file name. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but this the is such an honest, honest mistake because there are so many developers out there who don't know this. And and um, I wrote I I write so many articles. I wrote another article about that. I wrote an article that says. There is no shame in having an inaccessible website. Um, there is if you know what accessibility is and that you should do something about it. But until you don't know, you're getting punished for something you don't know. I don't know what that was like for you in school, but I had a kid next to me in school who would pull all kinds of crap. And then he would make a stiff face when the teacher was watching. And then everybody thought it was me and I was put in the corner. I hated that feeling. And we should be coming from the positive. It's so hard hard to to stay inspired if people come to you and say, you're so stupid, you're making mistakes, you should know this and you should know that. But fact is that about 96% of all websites currently in the top million, um, they tested, I think they tested it in the top million, but I think it's all sites, is not fully accessible or you know, in German, they have a nicer word for that. I don't know the British or English equivalent for that because we say um, you have free of barriers in German, barrierefrei, and we can say barrierearm. It means as few barriers as possible. Yeah, we'll go with that. <laughs> that sounds because, about right. Because 100% accessible doesn't exist. It doesn't. So the so sorry. So the intention then is to is to is to have this happen automatically. So if you're building yes. your website and you're using Grade Suite, you okay? You're 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 making some assumptions as a user of Grade Suite that this is being handled on the back end. Mm -hmm. But 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 if you are conscious of accessibility and you want to know that this has been handled, which I guess everybody would like every bit of software to handle it automatically for you. What are the bits and pieces, and this could go to Jacob or it could go to Anne, what are the bits and pieces that you have taken care of which are happening automatically? And is there a communication to somebody on the back end that this has been happened, that has been done on your behalf? Or has the automation just been completely disguised? It's, and so let's it's say- It's just the, that. So, so, yeah. so would you like to still say something about semantic HTML, Jacob, or should I? You, oh, you can go ahead. Okay. You know- there is something called semantic HTML. Okay. Now, um, this may sound very, uh, very aggressive, but, um, if I call out the group of script kiddies, okay, the young people that do not go to school to learn about this, who just learn about this by themselves, they're doing the best they can, but they're not walking into the info of accessibility. And then they start using frameworks that are not accessibility ready. And then they start using divs and spans. Now, in accessibility, <laughs> there is the uh, uh, semantic elements are elements like header, footer, main, regions, article, all of that. And those button, for example, same thing. 
those elements are the roadmap for assistive technology. Okay. Yeah, and that's actually that's actually what Anne really told us because um, at first we thought, okay, we we are probably kind of good when it comes to accessibility, but we never really knew what it meant to be accessible. So Anne really went ahead and and teached us like, okay, you have to do this and that and see when you're using a screen re reader, if you're using the keyboard only just to navigate through your sites, what you have to do and what where are the points where you actually have to be able to see where you are and be able to hear where you are as well, like all these different things. And that's what Anne teached us. And then we went ahead and like optimized all our blocks, all our output, everything that is output in the front end is fully accessible ready. So we made sure that all the area labels were correct, that all the semantic HTML wa was correct. Actually, we didn't do too much because we were we were all right, um, I would say. Um, we mm -hmm. were not great, but we were all right. Um, and then we went ahead and built all that. And now everything that is output on your website is accessibility ready. But at the end of the day, you still need as a user to give accessible input. Because if you type in colors that are white on white or green on red or whatever you want to do, then this is not accessible. And you see in the block editor out of the box that these color contrasts contrast might be hard to see, for example. And you can always go ahead and change the diff element, the semantic element of your groups. You can go ahead and type in your area labels if you want to type in them manually. But we take care of everything out of the box. But if you're not, if you're not um, filling in your alt text of your images, for example, Ann mentioned that earlier, then this image will not be that accessible anymore. I mean, we automated that in the past by having fallbacks, having the title attribute, and having then at the end of the day the file name, which was really great for, for SEO. Um, a lot of our customers told us, ah, oh, great, we're getting way better results and everything has an alt tag. Yeah, great. Stupid scores. Okay. <laughs> and yeah, but at the end of the day, that was actually terrible for accessibility because if the file name is called like screenshot uh, from 12th of September of 2022, <laughs> yeah, I mean, yeah, that doesn't really yeah. say much. And, and it's bad for <laughs> SEO. It was only good for percentages. You know, there is this, yeah. th this is a horrible psychology, right? You know about site speed. Everybody's trying to get their sites to 100%. Absolutely nuts. Um, and the same is with these SEO tools that say, oh, your SEO score is now 68 because there are alt tags missing, but, but those tools do not look at the quality of alt tags. And if you have a web shop and you put in a ton of t-shirts and the file names for the t-shirts is uh, 1-xy whatever serial number dot, dot jpeg, you know, and the screen reader is seeing that, so is Google. Google is blind. So, so you've so this advice came from Anne. It went over to Grade Suite, and you instead of having like a button, which was I don't know, a div with a background color applied to it, or something like that, you've gone and you've made it a button. You've made all of the bits and pieces, all of the blocks that you can throw in that are part of Grade Suite have appropriate, given how they're intended to be used. They have appropriate semantic HTML. I mean, obviously, you could misuse them horribly well, they, if you they, wish, but that's on you. Um, yes. But it's it's semantic. So somebody, for example, with a screen reader can go on their journey through that page and hopefully be able to discover that, okay, this is in fact a button. This is an image. And I have some intuition now about what that image has uh, in it and so on and so forth. Yeah. So all of that has been handled in the back end. But if you were to... If you were to want to hijack one of your blocks, you still provide the fields. 
so that you could, for example, change the ARIA label or something like that if you wished. Those options are available, but you don't necessarily need to use them in yes. a typical use case. Yes, exactly. And it goes way further. I mean, buttons and images are the, the most basic things, but yep. if you want to include pop-ups, pop-over, drop-downs, some uh, clickable yes. bo boxes with right. a lot of content in it and everything, you have a lot of issues when it comes to accessibility. And we learned a lot digging through the pages with screen readers together with Anne and then iterated on that process and thought, okay, this is a way to build it better. Okay, this is accessible in that case, but not in this. Um, yeah, and when it comes to forms, for example, we discussed forms earlier, but when it comes to forms, and we have a lot of custom functionalities inside forms, you can make some little image tiles, then you can select like a radio mm -hmm. button. We have custom multi-select dropdowns. Um, and you have to make sure all those are accessible because at the end of the day, those are not native, not necessarily native uh, HTML elements that yeah. are already there in every browser. You have to build them yourself. So you can build them with JavaScript, but you have to make sure that they are accessible. And yeah. that is the challenge we're that trying to, so, or we, we build. Yeah, and yeah. when you extend, you know, they love to extend what they have. And um, and then they start ex extending, and as soon as something gets extended, it has to go into review. And because it's not, um, uh, uh, oh, how do you say this in English, uh, Jacob? Selbstverständlich. No, I, I don't know the word in English. Uh, I'm sorry. It's not. Um, <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> I well, can't help. You know, oh. okay. Um, well, I'm going to say this nice. The the assumption is the mother of all problems. Okay, let's do that okay. nice. My okay. French is usually a little more rough than that, but you know what I'm getting at. So a block is extended, and then a new developer works on it, maybe, and and he's he or she is maybe not looking at how it was done originally. Can happen. We're all human, you know, and then. It goes into review, and then maybe we find something again that says, oh, this extension is really cool, but check it out. Look at this and this and this, because it's always a work progress. It's progress over perfection. Always. And how would you rate the the progress of what, what your endeavor is at Grade Suite? Are you still working on the low-hanging fruit here, or are we really kind of like digging into the edge cases now? I'm, we are I'm just now. To paint a we are of, now. We yeah. are now getting into digging into the edge cases. Yeah, yeah. And, and we're trying to build, and we we're now building the tool. Uh, and told you about like educating yes. the user because the first step was to make sure that everything that is output is actually actually accessible. But as I've told you, if the input is terrible, then the output probably is not accessible at all. So now we're taking it one step further and educate the user as they build their website or setting up everything to. Maybe not do it this way. For example, like one of the best examples is sliders. If you want to build in sliders in your website, then you probably sh just shouldn't um, from, from an accessibility standpoint. And honestly, from a designer perspective as well, we are in 2023. Yeah. Um, so yeah. <laughs> maybe get rid of the sliders. Um, but anyway, you can educate the user while they're trying to um, input the slider and maybe just show them examples. Like, for example, you can alternatively just fill in a query loop and display randomly one of the most right, posts, for example, yeah, 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 instead of idea. just having having five posts, because nobody's looking at the, at the at, at the second and obviously not at the third post in yeah, your slider. Or get it to change on reload, for example. Yeah, that's what, that's what I mean, like randomly yeah. changing it on reload to having one of the most read posts up, up there, for example. How um, will yeah. that, um, sorry, sorry to interrupt, how will that um, in interact with you? So 
let's imagine that you've got GradeSuite installed, you've got ANS uh, plugin. Well, I'm calling it ANS plugin. That's a lot of honor. Yeah, yeah, that (laughs) plugin, that plugin, yeah. Um, how How will it interact with me? You know, if I'm about to drop in a slider, how does it say, whoa, steady? Um, how does it do that? Yeah, first of all, you have to kind of decide. So what we're trying to build is we have to decide at the start what you want to do. You want to be accessible, but if it kind of, you want to, don't want to overextend it or you want to make sure it 100% has to be accessible. Like okay, so most, if you're like, if you're like a government website yeah. in the oh, UK, you can, can I step switch. in here just quickly, yeah. yes. just quickly. You can, you can throw the government website out the window. As of June 2025, the European oh. Accessibility Act is going to be uh, enforced uh, in, in, in a form where if you have a web shop, if you build a new web shop after 2025, it has to be fully accessible. All right. I'm not saying AAA accessible, but AA standards. There's three standards. There's A, it's the minimum. Um, AA is, is so A, if, if your website is not even A, it's unusable. You can put it on fire and torch it and throw it out the window. Um, if it is double A, it is quite accessible. Um, triple A is a standard that is incredibly high. Um, and people often say, oh, those are the most boring websites. You know, yeah, the government websites, the tax office website. Um, but triple A is, uh, has a lot more, um, rules, like also for language. And, and these things, but the best way to go about it when you create new websites or shops or do a relaunch, and really, I hope a lot of people will do a relaunch because they will be in a lot of trouble in 25 if they don't, um, um, is, uh, uh, I'm totally lost my thread. Welcome to ADHD <laughs> people. Hello. <laughs> okay. Okay. Well, let's go back to Jacob in that case. Mm-hmm. He was talking about how this, how this I was calling it Anne's plugin, um, about how Anne's plugin is going to interact and get in the way of you making mm. making blunders. So you, you'd kind of got into the point where you, you pick how accessible you want to be and then, yeah, go from there. Yeah, we will We will make sure to have like Anne's name. As least <laughs> oh, no. Okay. Yeah. But at the end of the day, it should be a native functionality of yeah. So you're trying to decide first of what you want to build. So pretty much I want to be accessible, but not too hard, not overextend, or mm-hmm. I want to make sure to be accessible. And if you select the first option, then you are, as soon as you try to include a slider or try to link an entire box or something like this, which is usually terrible for accessibility, then a prompt prompt shows up there says, okay, you should maybe do this better. Here's an article to describe how you oh, can do that. Neat. And then we make block transformations in the block editor to easily convert your linked box to a basic group with a link in the bottom, for example, or to convert this slider into a default query loop with, which only shows one post, but randomly sorted and just once every time you reload the page, for example. So you can automatically click, okay, I want to use that altern- alternative. And then it transforms you, it transforms the content into the alternate, alternate uh, display of it. it and re- the second, oh, yeah, no, no, you, you please carry on, carry on. Yeah. And the second alternative is when you want to go really accessible and then we just get rid of the options. So you cannot. <laughs> right. <laughs> insert a slider. And if you already have, then we make sure the front end output is not a slider, pretty much. Oh, okay. So that's interesting. That's really fascinating. And it makes it really 
straightforward. So I, when you were saying all of that, I'm, I don't know if you remember those cartoons from like the 1950s mm. where there's a little angel standing on your shoulder and mm -hmm. it's just sort of whispering in your ear. Yeah. This is like your website accessibility angel, which is just going, wait a minute, what the heck? So every time yeah. you try to do something where there's an, a, an opportunity of going in the wrong direction, it's going to say, well, okay, here's, here's, here's some advice as to a better way to do it. Mm. But if you toggle on the, I want to be triple A, it's just going to be, well, I'm sorry, that button doesn't even exist anymore. You can't get to that block anymore because we yeah. know that this is fraught with problems. I oh, mean, triple A depends on a lot of other yeah. things as well. Like you have to really transcript every video and everything, and we cannot really make yeah. sure of that okay. from a website perspective. But, but rule, rule yeah. of thumb is try to make, if you would choose, say, okay, I want to be into level double A, um, any element that could be made triple A, like color contrast, for example, should be triple A. But this is something the tool has to guide the user on. And this is why it would be so great to use this in conjunction with the accessibility checker from Equalize Digital, for example. And the goal is to keep people coming from yes, not from no. Yeah. From yeah, yes. You, yeah. yeah, we're really trying to educate. Instead of having a test after you build the website, right, that just right. says you're wrong there, wrong there, wrong there, which is kind of frustrating. And we're trying to educate and say, maybe if you build like this, it is not the best way. Maybe you just build it like that. That's why I use the little cartoon angel analogy, mm -hmm. because in those cartoons, there's always the angel on one shoulder and then there's the devil on the other shoulder. And the devil's <laughs> the one. You don't want to hear about it. The devil's doing your head in. You don't want to hear about that. But the angel's saying, Ah, this would be nice. How about trying this way? And here's some helpful guidance as to how to do it. I'm guessing, given that uh, it's interacting on a on a pretty technical level with the the suite of things that you've got, I'm guessing it's going to be bound in with Grade Suite. It's not going to be yes. something which you could install alone. No, no, yeah. no. We cannot achieve no. everything. Like we cannot convert every slider plugin out there to be a, a basic query block. I mean, that's. I mean, we could, but we don't have the resources to hire a, a million developers yeah, yeah, to build that. Yeah, good, good luck with <laughs> no, that. No, but yeah. like with everything we know and we are focused on the core and on our blocks and we can make sure in all of these blocks and all of these outputs, we can make sure that it's accessible. Oh, wait. So you said core blocks. You're gonna, it's going gonna, it's gonna to map to those as yeah, well. Yeah, I haven't mentioned that yet, but... Um, we always trying to use the core blocks wherever we can. So huh. we are instead of creating, for example, a custom headline block, we trying to use the core block yep. and giving some more options. Okay, so you augment. And then what's we, there, yeah, right. yeah. So we have the obviously that's hard to like. Ch it's challenging to stay um, oh, ahead of the curve it? and ahead of whatever <laughs> every feature that comes out because yeah, kind of like, for yeah. example, a year ago. To having margins in a headline was something we built on top because you needed margins. But nowadays, now it's there. Yeah, yeah, it's there. Yeah. But you have to make sure that you're always like compare compatible with what the core does and everything. But we're trying to use it because at the end of the day, if you're getting rid of our product, you still want to keep your content, and your content should be as core and as close to the core as possible. And that's what we always always trying to do because, as I talked in the beginning, as I spoke, spoke in the beginning about that. We're thinking the core at some point will have all those options that you need for a professional website. So we don't, you don't need us for that much on this part of uh, building your websites. You don't need us for that that much anymore. So if we're now focusing on core blocks, we have the possibility to just get rid of our custom extensions because at the end of the day, we don't want to do so much custom extensions. We want to focus more on delivering and managing hundreds of websites. 
And yeah. we don't want to focus on giving the headliner margin option. Like that's <laughs> yeah. not really what accelerates yeah, your yeah, process. Yeah, okay, that's really interesting because that gives me some sort of intuition as to what the company is as a whole. So, okay, that's brilliant. The, um, the, the, the whole piece that you just said about keeping up as well. Yeah, if you've got your own suite of blocks and core blocks are just getting better and better over time, it does seem like a kind of a bit of a bit of a race to the bottom there doesn't it you're just constantly trying to iterate on what somebody else is already trying to achieve so mm. one thing that Anne, Anne mentioned at the beginning and I, i'm curious and this will probably given the time constraints that we got this will probably have to be the last thing Anne, in her introduction she ended it off with something along the lines of and you can make money from your websites and i'm curious about this because if you were to rewind the clock five years forgive me Anne. i think what i'm about to say is true Nobody was talking about accessibility. True. And if they were, it True. was really edge case. True. You know, there were maybe a handful of very quiet chats somewhere online in the in the dark corners mm -hmm. of the web. Now it's a massive thing. Anne just mentioned that in 2025, legislation legislation across Europe is going to come in compelling you to do things that you perhaps have not been compelled to do before. And so that brings to mind the question of money as an agency. Tools which enable you to say, okay, accessibility, we are on it. They're going to become more and more valuable in your arsenal of things that you're going mm -hmm. to use. So I, I don't know if we want to, well, I, I don't really know where that goes, but just let's talk around that. The fact that this is going to become an increasingly important thing for you as a person selling your services, but also from the purchaser's point of view, the person buying the website, they're going to become more and more interested in asking the question, Will my site be accessible mm -hmm. accessible on the day you ship it? So let's just get into that. Whoever wants to take it. Oh, I I'll happily take that. Happily. Let me start off with another uh, with another anecdote. Um, it's the one that is on the front page of my website. It's this British supermarket um, that invested in accessibility. And people were telling me, oh, accessibility, that's woke. I hate that word. It's woke. I, I, oof. you know, let's not go into that. But they said, ah, oh, yeah, this is this modern thing. We never heard of this before. And then I tell them there's this British supermarket that invested 35,000 pounds into an accessible webshop or into making it more accessible. And it got them 13 million pounds additional. Revenue every year. And they didn't even do the whole thing. They only um, optimized towards a certain audience, visually impaired audience. Now, I love to whack people in their face with that case mm -hmm. when they say, like, why, why should I make something accessible? Or if a web store owner comes to me and says, well, my people are telling me I should talk to you about accessibility, but why would I do that? My web shop is doing fine. I'm doing 1.2 million a year. And then I tell him, well, my condolences. <laughs> <laughs> and they're like, what? And it's, well, okay. And I'll ask them, go ahead and try and buy a product on your own website, just using your keyboard, just using tab and shift tab and space bar and enter. Because that's basically all you need. Maybe your arrow keys, you know, yeah, you need, you need your arrow keys as well. But that's it. And I'll happily repeat that. Tab key, shift tab to go back, space bar, and arrow keys. Okay, remember, I'm a kid. I was born in the 70s. In the 80s, when we started playing with computers, 
we had to do everything by keyboard, remember? Oh, yeah. yeah. Oh. But the new generation doesn't <laughs> know about that. Now, I will ask a webshop owner who's just been bragging me about the one point so much million uh, turnover he or she's making. I will say, okay, go buy, go buy a product by keyboard. And uh, like, I, I can't, I don't see where I'm at or, or whatever. They will usually get into trouble. I said, well, the percentage of people that need to use a keyboard because they broke their arm, because they don't have right. arms, yeah. because they have an inflammation, because they have a tremor, because they're old. I know people our age, Nathan, that don't know how to use a mouse still. Um, we're always assuming that these people are not visiting our website, but they are. And the same is with people using screen reading technology. And assistive technology is not just about screen readers and keyboard. There is so much assistive technology out there. Um, just two days ago, I got a demo from Rianne Rietveld from the Alley Collective. She showed us how you can navigate your website just by voice on the Mac. Oh, wow. There's another That is just like, whoa, yeah. that's so cool. So, um, and then I'm going to ask people, you know, if, if I will ask one in 12 born male is colorblind. One in 12, that's 8%. Now, you have this big web shop with all these beautiful boy stuff, you know, boys' clothing, men's clothing, colorful stuff. And then I'll, I'll put on uh, an app. I, it's called Sim Daltonism. You could also do this in your browser, by the way. That shows them what the experience is of someone who is colorblind. And then if your web shop, if your color filter relies on color alone and not doesn't have the text for the colors written on the on those swatches. Yeah, for example, if you have a if you have a small form on your website to kind of check out after you if you want to buy a product and you check out and you you just didn't fill in a required field and the oh, only thing that actually yeah, yeah, prompting yeah. you is a red red outline, right. you're colorblind, then yeah, okay, what do I need to do? I cannot click the button. It doesn't work. It's so you cannot that. actually see right. yeah, you yeah, cannot yeah. actually see what you did wrong. And if you're not thinking about this, then you're losing customers. And actually huh. 30% of, I mean, what age? Uh, and you told me the fact another couple of days ago, like around 30% of males about above uh, the age of 50 are having this, these, these kind of issues. So um, you're losing a lot of your target group. And for example, if you're selling, I don't know, uh, Harley Davidson, for example, the target group is probably not 22. No. The target group <laughs> no. is way <laughs> older than that. Yeah. And if you're not yeah. thinking about that, yeah. you're probably losing a huge chunk of your customers. Yeah, yeah. one sale is, yeah. is so totally is, worth the investment. That is yeah. common, common, common sense. And I could, oh, this is actually a guess I can really recommend you to invite to your podcast one day. His name is Lazar Bulatovic. And uh, Lazar is the first blind speaking coach in the world, and he's also working on accessibility testing. Um, and Lazar wanted to change banks. Lazar is born fully blind. Now, like people think blind is, if you say blind, people don't see anything, but the number of people that is born without vision, without light in their eyes at all, is not that big. Okay, but he was born that way. And so he's been relying on screen readers ever since he was little. He's much younger than we are. And he's used to, to, to race around on his Windows machine and he can do so many things on the website, you won't believe it. 
and he was filling out this form and he wanted to move his whole stuff to another bank and he couldn't get the last checkbox to check. The last checkbox. My bank here in Germany, I'm not going to name their name because they're going to sue me, um, (laughs) decided to change their banking app. Really fancy, absolutely great. And I didn't know what they had changed. I was just a user at that moment. And I wanted to make a monthly payment. And I was like, oh, the button got a lot bigger. That's nice. And it didn't do anything. It didn't do anything. I was like, what's this? Yeah. It took me a couple of days to figure out that they had made this into a swiping button. A what? Yes, it was a swipe. You had to swipe it. The heck? I've never even heard of a swiping button. I mean, I know for like to switch your iPhone off or something. Yeah, 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 comparable to that. Yeah, I've seen that. Can you imagine? I'm working on the web. I am guiding people on creating apps on the functional designs of those, and it would never occur to me to make a swiping button. Yeah, that's something they probably did. They probably didn't have have you and to review their their development. That's right. No, they didn't. Oh, yeah. that's not no that's the last thing I I would love to say is the the revenue from investing in accessibility will always be bigger um than your investment always and one of the most important things you should never forget is to do user testing and pay your users pay them pay them pay them don't go around asking your your deaf friends or your visually impaired friends or, or whatever. Hey, can you do this for free? I'll give you a sandwich. I mean, that's that's bad practice. Yeah. Okay, we're we're rounding up onto an hour now, so we'll um we'll have to knock it on the head there. But <laughs> um yeah, thank you so much. So my my lasting shot here would just be, you know, if anything that you've heard gives you um gives you the warm and fuzzy feeling that uh, Grade Suite are doing the right thing about accessibility, why not go and check them out? Why not go and go to the URL grade, G-R-E-Y-D dot D-E, go and check out the product and, uh, and yeah, know that in the back of your mind, the accessibility piece is being taken incredibly seriously. So it only remains for me to say, uh, Jacob and Anne, really appreciate you being on the podcast today. Thank you so much for joining us. I'll put your contact details into the show notes. Cheers. Thank you for having us. Thank you. Well, I hope that you enjoyed that. Very, very nice chatting today with Jacob and Anne from Grade Suite and learning all about the really substantial efforts that they've been putting in to bring their entire platform in line with modern accessibility standards. If you have any comments about that, please head over to wpbuilds.com Search for episode number 354. I'm begging you, please use the WordPress commenting system rather than going over to social media. It's lovely, given that we've got all of this fabulous commenting system in WordPress. Please feel free to use it over there. That would be great. The WP Builds podcast is brought to you today by Omnisend. Omnisend, the top-rated email and SMS marketing platform for WordPress. More than 100,000 merchants use Omnisend every day to grow their audience and sales. Ready to start building campaigns that really sell? Find out more at www.omnisend.com. And by GoDaddy Pro. GoDaddy Pro, the home of managed WordPress hosting that includes free domain, SSL, 
and 24-7 support. Bundle that with The Hub by GoDaddy Pro to unlock more free benefits to manage multiple sites in one place, invoice clients, and get 30% off new purchases. You can find out more at go.me forward slash WP builds. And sincere thanks go to Omnisend and GoDaddy Pro for their support of the WP Builds podcast. If you would like to support the WP Builds podcast, it could be you, your product or your service, head over to wpbuilds.com forward slash advertise to find out more. Okay, as I said at the top of the show, we're having a couple of weeks off for Christmas. We will be back on Thursday, the 4th of January, 2024. But don't forget, head over to wpbuilds.com forward slash schedule and you can see that we have a lot going on prior to Christmas. Every single thing that we do that's live can be found at wpbuilds.com forward slash live. Don't forget, the calendar enables you to put the bits and pieces into your calendar of choice. So really, that's all I've got. I hope that you have enjoyed the podcast over 2023. There is a tear in my eye as we say goodbye, kind of, sort of, a bit, to David Wormsley. But as I said, we'll be back in the new year with a new show, which I'll put in the WP Builds feed so you can get a flavour of what all of that's about. But I hope that you have a lovely holiday season. Take care. Bye-bye for now. Here comes some AI-generated cheesy music.